Hey sisters, Christy here from Book Club Sisterhood. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. This is where we share our weekly book discussions with you so you can listen while multitasking or enjoying your favorite drink and reading along with us. I hope you enjoy this discussion. Let's grow. Hey sisters, I'm Christy, co-founding sister at Book Club Sisterhood. Welcome to our discussion tonight. We are discussing discussing The Joy-Filled Soul by Janine Lansing. We're discussing chapters 10 to 13 tonight, so we're wrapping up the book tonight. Um, we have a special video that I'm going to post next week. So this is a little bit of a shorter book, so we decided to um, have a week off. And I was supposed to go out of town. I'm going out of town this weekend instead of on Tuesday night like we were originally planning, but everything was already in motion, so here we are. <laughs> But this was only 165 pages, which normally were a little over 200. So I think it, I think it, we did okay. All right. So chapter 10 is called Cinderella. Um, so she's talking about kindness a lot in this chapter. Um, on page 116 at the bottom, she says, Jesus asks us to be kind to those who are unkind to us. So then she goes on to talk about the extra mile. And I didn't realize that this originated from the Bible. Did you guys know that? Like that saying, like, go the extra mile. I had no idea. I actually Googled it and said origins of the extra mile. And it referred back to the Bible. So that was kind of cool. I was not aware of that. I, I figured maybe I was the only one, but I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, in Jesus' time, the reason... I'm going to read Matthew 5:41 in a second, but the Roman soldiers could ask any anyone they wanted to carry stuff for them for one mile or more. And then, so that's why Jesus says in Matthew 5:41, he says, "And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. So go that extra mile, do the extra work." Uh, so it was just interesting to me to see where that phrase came from. I never knew that it was from Jesus. Who knew? And then on 117, she's talking about mercy, which I also like that the four things she talks about in here spell mile. Mm. It's mercy, be intentional, love one another, and be an encourager. So I thought that was kind of cool that she, I don't know if she set it up that way or that just kind of happened or what. That was cool. So on 117, she talks about mercy. She says, mercy is all about turning our backs on revenge, rejecting what we think a person deserves, and choosing to be kind anyway. So I was just thinking, if we all got what we deserved, Jesus would have never died on the cross because we don't deserve the cross. We talked last week about forgiving each other because God forgave us. So I think we should show mercy for the same reason, because God showed us mercy. Um, yeah, and then Lamentations 3.23, it says, but God shows mercies that are new every morning. So every day he shows us new mercy. All right. On page 121, toward the top, she says, I was reminded once again that everyone has a hard life. Everyone has a story. So our pastor this week actually said, you know, no one knows your heart like God knows your heart. He was talking about David and his brother said, you know, I know your heart. 
well he didn't know david's heart at all because he was telling him like you're useless you left these few sheep out in the pasture and basically telling like you can't fight a giant because you're just a, a shepherd boy uh and he and he actually said you like to david he said i know your heart so that's what our pastor was talking about this week and I know I've heard stories of, of a guy who was on his way home from somewhere and he just felt prompted to go buy a gallon of milk. They didn't need a gallon of milk at their house. And then after he got the gallon of milk, he felt prompted to drive down this certain road and turn here and turn there. And he pulled up to this person's house and he's like, I have no idea who lives here. What's going on? He goes up to the door and knocks on it. And there's this mom with a baby and she had no food for the baby. So he gave her this gallon of milk and she like essentially saved the baby's life. So, you know, sometimes God just kind of nudges you and it's, it's, you know, you just don't know what somebody's going through. They might look like they have it all together from the outside, but you never know what kind of turmoil and stuff's going on in the inside. So I like those, you know, she talks about it in here, have courage and be kind. Um, just, just be kind. You have no idea. Like someone, PJ and I know we work at the hospital. We don't see people on their best days. There are a lot of times really super rude and really, you know, just not very nice. But I always just try to remember, like, they're not feeling well. It's hard sometimes because really like they really go off on you <laughs> and it's really hard to be nice. But I mean, I try at least I'm not perfect at it. Um, when they start cursing at me I get a little upset but um yeah I just try to remember you know this is they're not having a great day so I try to help as much as I can but um so that's why the acts of kindness challenge that we're doing this month is fun because you don't know if someone's spending their last five dollars on a meal through their drive-thru and maybe they could use it on something else but they're like whatever it's my last five dollars but then you buy their meal and then they can go spend that on a couple groceries for their family or, you know, something. Maybe they're just feeling down and they just need a little pick-me-up. Whatever it is, like that little thing to you, it's just a little tiny thing, but it might be a big thing to them because you just don't know what they're going through. All right. So speaking of the Acts of Kindness Challenge, we made a list of suggestions if you need some, if you need some thoughts of what to do, so... Uh, it's probably best to read it. It's easiest to read it if you print it out, which I put the PDF in the files of our group on Facebook so you can print it out. Um, it's much easier to read if you print it. So <laughs> there's, I couldn't fit 50 of them on one page. It was really difficult without making it very tiny. But anyway, all right. On 122, the paragraph above be an encourager. She's talking about loving one another. And she says, loving our enemies is hard. Sometimes even loving our loved ones is hard, but it's possible because God is love. So it just reminded me of 1 Corinthians 13, 13, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. So one of probably the most quoted love chapters in the Bible, we see so many things that love is and that love isn't. And love is the greatest thing we can show people. And we talked about this in Bob Goff's book, Love Does, that we read in February. Um, love is an action. You have to show love. So let's do something to show people love. So they can, you know, like, when you, when you have Jesus in your heart, like, you're just on this high. 
and it's just so amazing and you want to go share it with people so it's hard though when they're grating on your nerves though <laughs> i went but. in at 6 30 this morning and i went into some lady being just completely upset because the computer or the register kept she would scan two things and then it would stop her and then she'd scan three things and it would stop her and she just was having a fit at 6 30 in the morning i'm like okay <laughs> i didn't you know i wasn't happy that i had to walk into that but you know yeah it didn't make her day start very well and she didn't make my day start very well but right. it all ended up well so hopefully mm -hmm. i ended up well for her too well, the next chapter is about gratitude. So we'll talk about how to, I, I like, um, as far as gratitude goes, like when you have a bad start to your day like that, when you just try to think of things that you're grateful for, it really just, it can turn your mood around really quickly or listen to worship music. That's good too. <laughs> I love, love worship music. All right, on 123, <clears throat> she says right above the last section there, all the girls did this except one she was kind so she's talking about she was in a scholarship competition um, and she had to sing a solo she said that most of the girls were criticizing and making rude comments about all the girls and if they did a good job singing then they would snicker and comment on her appearance and if someone sang off key the other girls would laugh and she said all the girls did this except this one she was kind she sat next to me and eased my fears so I think it's important to stand out from the crowd, right? We're not supposed to act like the world. We're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. So when you stand out and you encourage someone, when you could very easily just stamp, you know, stomp on them. But if you stand out and you're that encourager and that positive light, I drive mom crazy with my silver linings <laughs> to everything. But when you can be that person for somebody, I mean, look at this. She wrote it in a book that she wrote. That meant, that's how much that meant to her that that one girl didn't make fun of other people. So that stands out and that shows Jesus love. That's what we need to do. All right, page 124. She said, kindness changes everything. Top of the last paragraph. So I used to point out all the things my husband didn't do. So like putting his shoes on the rack that I very graciously provided for him um, I even gave him the top two rows so he wouldn't have to bend all the way over to put, no, the bottom two rows so he could just, you know, kick his shoes onto the shelf and didn't have to bend over and whatever, you know, I was trying to save him a step. No, they're, they're on his side of the bed in the middle of the floor, excuse me, or by the front door where I don't want any shoes, period, except for the kids, they haven't been, but anyway. I used to, it used to drive me crazy. He wouldn't take his medicine, he wouldn't put his shoes away, and I just kept picking, picking, picking. So I think God just laid it on my heart and was like, say something nice. Say, you know, acknowledge something that he did well. So when he makes the bed in the evening, cause he works night shift. So he sleeps all day. And I told him, I said, you know, it really means a lot to me when you make the bed. Like I appreciate you making the bed. Cause then I get to go to bed and have this freshly made bed and everything's in its place because he's weird with pillows. He will use every pillow in a, like 20 mile radius. Anyway, he messes up our pillows. So it's so nice when I can just pull the covers down and slide into bed at night. I'm really glad I'm not in his radius. Right. Um, so I just, you know, I told him 
I text him one night because the room smelled like him because he had just like sprayed his stuff and the bed was made. So I text him at work and I said, hey, thank you so much for making the bed and the room smells like you and it's really nice. Uh, so I started making that shift and telling him things that I like that he does instead of beating down all the things that he doesn't like. So I was being kind to him rather than pointing out all the faults that he has had still has we all have faults whatever um so we started to get along a lot better after that you know he started doing more things that he knew I liked because I was you know propping him up rather than tearing him down so kindness changes everything all right chapter 11 is called ship in a lock so she explains this it's when you're going through like a boat's going through a canal and it has a steep grade to it so they put in this lock and they put you like they put the boat into a section of it raise up the boat and then it can go to the next section then raise it up and it can go to the next section um so she's talking about that on 128 she says joy and gratitude work in a similar fashion joy is the ship that needs to rise gratitude is the water that will make it rise so i just love that she makes she has the greatest examples it really paints the picture for you and she's a very good visual storyteller uh and i love that because those are the things that stick in my head because our pastor a lot of times will have you know visual aids like i told you about the anchor that he had and he had a picture that he drilled a hole into and um similar to her references to a cup and having holes in it but that just helps my brain process the information and retain it better. So I love that she's good at that. On the bottom of 129 into 130, she says, in fact, gratitude is more necessary when things are messy and hard. Being thankful makes the hard things doable. It puts a spin on the moment. It changes the outlook. The results may not change, but the way we see things will. So when my boys get upset about, usually usually it's getting upset because they didn't get their way or their brother didn't let them have whatever they wanted, whatever. I usually, I, I've done this to Luca, especially because he gets very upset when he doesn't get his way. He, I, I stopped him and said, okay, tell me something you're grateful for. Just let's flip the switch. What are you thankful for right now? You know, the fact that you have a brother to play with, even though he's upsetting you right now or the new house that we have that you have clothes to wear you know he I don't remember what his answer was but he found something to be grateful for and we kind of moved on so my hope in doing that is not just to get them to switch their mood in the moment but at some point after doing this over and over I would like for them to do it themselves and as soon as they get mad they'll go okay wait what's something to be grateful for without my prompting because I've done that for myself before. You know, if I'm upset or worried or concerned about something, I should be like, okay, what am I thankful for? What do I have in my life that God has provided for me that I can thank him for? And it, it helps, it really does. If you've never done that, I highly recommend doing that because it will change your attitude, your attitude of gratitude. Um, she talks about doing a gratitude journal on 132 and 133. I like that idea and I was, I, I bought one of the Start Today journals by Rachel Hollis before and the top of each page has five things to be grateful for. So that was really good for me to actually write them down, but now I pray a lot in the car so I'll just tell God what I'm grateful for while I'm driving. Um, 
but yeah, if you want to write them down, I mean, that'll help you remember them. Like I said, I started off that way. And then, of course, if you subscribe to our box this month, we provided you with a journal. So there's that. <laughs> you can use your love journal to write down things you're grateful for. On 133, she says, gratitude brings peace and contentment and joy that fills my soul, which is the whole theme of this book. Discover peace and contentment in your everyday, your joy-filled soul. So that's it. Books out. No, I'm kidding. Got two more chapters after this. <laughs> I think I'm funny, guys. I know I'm not. I think I am. All right. Bottom of 135. She says, being thankful during the storm allows us to see the beauty in the storm, not just after. So she's talking about waiting for a storm to pass before we rejoice. And uh, she loves to dance in the rain. And I do a lot of praying in my car. So I often find myself thanking God for the nature. Like, Thank you for the sun this morning or whatever's going on outside, you know, thank you for this or that. And usually I get upset about rain, <laughs> but yesterday it rained so hard and all day long and it could have gotten me down, but I, I literally just was like, you know what, God, thanks for the rain. The crops need it. The farmers need it so that their crops can grow so that we'll have food. Uh, and it's just water, right? It's okay if you get wet. I know I have frizzy hair sometimes, but I understand, understand those frizzy hair girls out there. She changed my whole perspective on rain. Good. I mean, it purifies the air. It can purify our souls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she goes on, but I mean, she's really, she improved my perspective mm -hmm. on rain. Good. Of course, she yeah. lives in LA, so she can breathe a little <laughs> deeper. <laughs> yeah she said it like actually clears the skies out there and makes them like less brown or what did, mm -hmm. did she say brown yeah. Yeah. I, I always think about Hudson too because if there's no lightning and it's raining he will just beg us to go outside he literally just runs up and down the sidewalk and just puts his hands up like this and just feels the rain on his face and he just loves the splash in the puddles and it's so cool to watch him. Like I'm on the porch under the covered <laughs> porch, but it's fun to watch him. And I'm glad that he gets so much joy out of it. All right, on 136, she's under have an eternal perspective. She says, I am grateful. I know the ending of to my to the story. Jesus wins and I end up in heaven with him where there's no more sorrow and no more pain. So there's a lot of things in this world that are not great and they're not going to be great. And the world is broken. Sorry if I just spoiled that for a bunch of people, but I mean, you guys know that it, bad things happen all the time, but that's what makes heaven so amazing. Like we can't even imagine the things of heaven. So that's why I'm, I try to have a kingdom focus an eternal perspective and just remember, like, we're, we all get to go to heaven someday, as long as you've accepted Jesus in your heart. You get to go to heaven and experience all the amazing, wonderful things that he has waiting for you that we can't even imagine. I can't, like, our little puny human brains can't even fathom what's coming. And I cannot wait to experience that. All right, on chapter, on to chapter 12, if you love me. I will not start singing, I promise. I just got a song in my head and I'm not going to sing it. This chapter is about obedience. No one wants me to sing that. 
any song, not just that song. Um, so <laughs> it's funny because a lot of Christians say, I'm free, I'm free now, I'm free. And then we say, well, you can't do that. And you can't do that. And Jesus says not to do that. And you can't do that. Doesn't it sound kind of counterintuitive or um, not ironic? What's the word I'm looking for? Anyways, counterintuitive, like we're saying we're free, but then we're saying we have all these rules. So we're set free from sin. But when you get a taste of that freedom, it is so good that you want to praise and obey the person that set you free. It's the master we choose to serve. He does not require, he doesn't make you do it. He doesn't rain down fire from heaven and say, you have to serve me. It's something we get to choose to do. Like he gave us free will. And I think it's so beautiful because, you know, I've, I've posted it a couple times in book club and I just love this, you know, it was, came to my head, I don't know. But on the other side of obedience is so many blessings. There really are because the times that I've been obedient in my life, God has blessed me immensely. I talked about Job last week in book club. I I don't like reading Job. I just don't, right? I, I see you, PJ. <laughs> it's rough, man. His like friends in air quotes because they're not any friends I would want. But anyway, <laughs> right? Who needs enemies? But nobody. It's hard to read that. But then when you get to the end and God just blesses him. So for with, with twice as much as he had before, because he was obedient. He never turned his back on God. Uh, he said a lot of things he shouldn't have, but he never turned his back on God. So just remember that like he was obedient. He was faithful to God and he got the blessings for it. So it's a perfect example. If you just want to skip the whole middle part where his friends just beat down on him while he's covered in sores and just lost his whole family and all of his land and all of his everything, um, so just skip the part where they're all beating down on him. Skip to the end where God's talking to him and blesses him. Then it's not so bad. But yeah, just keep that perspective on obedience. It's, it's not bad to be obedient to God because he will reward you for it. All right. So on 142 and 143, she's talking about a few different people in the Bible who obeyed eventually. There's a few people, you know, she talks about Moses and how he fled Egypt. Um, is this the part where she's talking about that? Hold on. Nope, it's on 141 and 142, sorry. I wrote down the wrong pages. So she's talking about, have you ever been in a position where you wanted to run and the Lord was telling you to stay? So she talks about Moses and how he ran from Egypt after he killed that, uh, that man. And he ran for 40 years when God may have wanted him to stay in Egypt, but he ran, but he did eventually obey God and got many blessings for that. They she talks about Peter and James were thrown into prison for obeying God and their joy grew as they continued obeying him. And then Noah probably wanted to run away when he was the subject of everyone's jokes. Because can you imagine he's talking about some flood covering the entire earth and get in the boat, get in the boat, come, come with us. And nope, they were like, you're crazy. 
I love, uh, it's not, is it Evan Almighty? Where he becomes no one, builds the boat, and they all thought he was crazy. So that gives a good visual of the people that were probably harassing Noah about what he was doing. It would have been really easy to run away, but God blessed him because they were the only people left alive. And then King Hezekiah uh, became king when Israel was not following Jesus or following God. And he sought the Lord and desired to obey. Uh, it says that they, they, they did obey and there was great joy in Jerusalem, which had been absent since the time of King Solomon. Their obedience to God caused them great joy. And then I think she mentions Jonah in here, but that's the first one I thought of because he literally tried to hide from God. Remember, <laughs> he tries to hide from God. Well, God's everywhere. So I'm not sure how you thought that was going to happen. But that's the first person I thought of that he tries to run away when God tells him to do something. He ended up in the belly of a fish. But then he finally, he, he did obey. And then he was not grateful. But we'll, we'll skip that. <laughs> Jonah chapter 4 is interesting. If you want to go read that. All right. So on page 144, above the shoulds, she says... Jesus didn't want to die, but he chose obedience because he loves us and his father. He knew the, that obedience, though it was the hardest thing to do, would lead to joy. So I'm sure you remember, I, I found in Mark 14, 36 is the reference that I have. Jesus begged God and he says, take this cup from me. If it's your will, Father, your will, not my will. And that's been my prayer lately. I just, I keep saying like your will, God, not my will. I don't want whatever I have in my head because it's probably not. I've, I've seen so many plans that I had fail and God just made them so much better than I could have ever imagined. So I don't want my will. I want his will because he sees the big picture and he sees all the blessings he has for me. So even knowing that Jesus had to go through this, he still asked God to spare him. Like, please, Father, is there any other way to do this? But then he follows it up with your will, not my will. And that's just been my prayer lately. You know, I ask for things, but if it's your will, not my will, that's fine. So Jesus was obedient because he knew he would save countless souls from going to hell. So the joy that he got from that must be amazing. But he went through all that pain and suffering to save us. And like I said before, like we didn't deserve that. We're, we're never going to be deserving of what God offers us. But he has grace and mercy to give us those things. All right. On 145, under the shoulds. Now, I, I have to say this. And I'm going to be very clear when I say it, because I don't want anybody to think I'm saying something else. Um, you should stop shooting all over yourself. <laughs> Somebody said that to me at a conference, not to me, but, you know, in a conference one time, they said, you should stop shooting all over yourself. Um, but she says, you know, we don't obey to earn his love. We obey to show his love, show our love. So she talks about the Pharisees and how they got caught up on all the shoulds instead of having the relationship. And when you have the relationship with God, it turns from I should to I want. 
and I've been there before, you know, I've served in the media booth for a while and it got to be like, oh, I have to go to rehearsal tonight. I have to go in so early to church. And God really changed my heart and it became a, a, I get to go to church tonight. Like I get to go in early and I get to do this rehearsal. And I became excited about it because God changed my heart and helped me understand that it's not a should, it's a want. So I love the way she puts that here. Yeah, so just going back to the last chapter, you know, we don't serve him because he makes us. We do it because we want to show our love for all he's done for us. So that's when it turns to the want. So under the part where she says, I want to memorize scripture, it's number three on page 147. I'm going to read from 148 right above the fourth point. But she says, learning scripture is so important. And once you've seen the value of having it stored in your heart, you will want to do it. So we talked about, I keep saying this, we talked about this before, we talked about this before, but we have, I mean, I want to keep going over the same things because the repetition is going to help us remember what we talked about. But anyway, you know, the enemy is going to come to attack and the thing that God gives us to be offensive to attack back is God's word. So when you memorize scripture and you have it in your head, you're able to fight him off. You're able to say, no, this is not how it is. You come to steal, kill, and destroy. And God is my savior. Jesus died for me. You have no place here, enemy. You can go because Jesus lives here. So you don't live here. You can get out. If you've never seen War Room, I, I love, go watch War Room. Pr Priscilla Schreier is really hard to say her name, but in like the middle-ish part of the movie she just starts yelling at satan in her house she's like satan you need to leave and her daughter like pokes her head down the stairs like what are you doing <laughs> crazy person but it was really good really good movie so we get frozen again uh -oh. my internet is having issues tonight guys sorry if you're watching the recording or listening to the podcast we're having issues are you guys there can you hear me now <laughs> You said something about War Room, and then we lost you. Yes. So Priscilla Schreier is in the War Room, and can you hear me still? <laughs> okay. So Priscilla Schreier plays in the movie War Room, and in the middle of the movie, she starts just screaming at the top of her lungs, like, Satan, get out of my house. You don't live here. Jesus is my savior. You need to get out. It's really awesome, except that her daughter's upstairs. I don't know if she forgot her daughter was home. She's like, what, like 10, 11, something like that. Um, and she just pokes her head down the stairs like, my mom just went crazy. <laughs> so it's a really good movie. I've never seen it. It's really good. It is good. Yeah. Makes me want to sit in my closet with little sticky notes. Right? <laughs> so good. So the, prep mm -hmm. the, the point of the movie is that you should make some kind of inner room in your house, like a closet, into like your war room, like you're going to war with the enemy to, you know, do the work that God's asked you to do. It's really cool. All right. On page, let's see, on page 149, she talks about number five says, I want to go to church. So it doesn't, it's not, I should go to church. Um, she says, you know, she's returning the shoulds into wants. So number five on 144, page 144, it says, you should go to church. So now she's flipping it to, I want to go to church. Worshiping God with other believers is such a beautiful experience. Our church is like a, a excuse me, a Christian rock concert every week. 
it's really awesome because we sing a lot of like elevation and maverick city music those kind of songs um and they really like get it going i mean we have an incredible drummer that comes uh sometimes he has another church too but he comes to drum for us and he's awesome um but i remember there was a time in my life a couple years ago that church was an option for us. Like if we just were tired in the morning and didn't feel like going, I would text mom and be like, yeah, I don't feel like getting the kids ready. We're not going to go. It was an option. And then one day I felt like God just laid it on my heart and he was like, mm, you need to be in church. So I, I, I called mom and I was like, Hey, I'm going to church every week. I, I feel like I need to be there. She's like, all right, cool. Me too. So it was nice that we both kind of made that decision at the same time so we could support each other and make each other go but I mean I just felt this impression on my heart that God was like you need to be there and then and, the pandemic happened wow and we got to stay home it was a while before the pandemic though it was like yeah. a year year and a half before but that eventually you know we got to stay home that I don't know my boys are destroying the house upstairs <laughs> now what are they doing <laughs> um so it no longer became an option to go to church I needed to be in the presence of other people. Like you feed off of other people and you are who you surround yourself by. So we started to go to church every single week, uh, faithfully, religiously, if you want to say, um, and just started getting fed by people around us. And then that in turn made us want to feed ourselves and read the Bible on our own. And then we started serving and now Johnny and I are leaders. Uh, but also I want to point out- a lot of people's help. Yeah, she's helping this week because we're going out of town. So she's pointing out that she's helping. <laughs> we're hoping this will all go well. You have my number. I mean, you can call me. Anyway, um, in Matthew 18, 20, uh, Jesus says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So not only did I need to be in the presence of other people, I so needed the presence of Jesus. And I tell you, like, the spirit was in our church this week. I, I He's there every week, but man, he moved. It was really awesome to see. There was a few people, including myself, that kind of had, I didn't tell you about it yet, um, had a little bit of an experience. Um, there was a girl in our teen area that felt that she was um, healed of her anxiety. Um, another woman felt like she had just this oppression lifted up off of her. Um, so it was just incredible the way God moves and just being there in the presence of that is just, it's so good. So if you're not going to church every week, I highly encourage you to go get involved and we're going to talk about serving in a minute. All right. On 151, at the end of this chapter, she says in the middle, it says he promises he will never leave us nor forsake us. Sound familiar? we must trust him he always keeps his promises so if you've ever heard the song love like this by hope darst she says in the chorus she sings he never breaks his promises and i know that because he has promised to do what is best for me and i've seen it happen did i choose to go through all the things we did to get this house no did i choose for my husband to go through open heart surgery did i think that was the best path are you kidding um he could have just healed his heart just fixed all the blood vessels here just healed it spiritually while he was at it but i think 
my husband had to go through that process. He had to go through the pain and the suffering of it to appreciate it. So, and now he's got an amazing testimony that he can share with others someday. And, you know, God promised that he would do the best for me. Is it the way I wanted it to happen? Of course not. But it worked out far better than I could have ever planned. I, I have this little human brain. Like, I, I can't imagine the things that God has for me, let alone plan them and, you know, make them happen. So trust and have faith. I promise you it'll make a difference. All right. Chapter 13, mended with purpose. On 154, sorry if you hear my kids stomping all over the place upstairs. In the middle of 154, she says, but practicing kindness and gratitude and studying God's word will give you a rescue buoy to grab onto. You may still be in deep, but now your legs and arms can find relief because a life preserver is there. So again, with the visual things, like you can imagine treading water for a while, then somebody throws you a life preserver. I'm sure your legs are just going to relax and you're going to feel a lot better. You're still in the middle of the oceans. So your situation didn't change, but you have this life preserver to help you get through the situation a little bit. And God wants to take that weight off of you in whatever situation you're in. I still can't describe to you the peace I had while my husband was literally, his heart was stopped. He was on a machine and I had the most peace and calm I've ever had, I've ever known in my entire life. There is zero reason for that except for God. God is the only reason that I felt any peace that whole week. He was in the hospital for over a week. Now, I think it was just about a week, but God is the only reason that I had any peace during that um, because he carried the weight for me. I don't even feel like we went through that big of a thing. And I know that it was because I'm a nurse. I know this. I know that was a major surgery, but it didn't feel like it to me because God was in control. And I let him be in control probably for the first time in my entire life. Not good at that. If you don't know me. <laughs> um, so he changes your heart and your perspective, but not necessarily your situation. So just remember that, like, it's not all going to go away as soon as you let God take control but he is going to help you carry the load. All right. And then on 157, she talks about worshiping, which I love, love to worship. Uh, she says on 157, I sing because I'm free. Jesus said in John 8, 34, that we are slaves to sin, but he has set us free. As believers in Jesus, we are free from the bondage of sin. So, worshiping is like ingrained in me i wake up with worship songs in my head they play on repeat all day long in my head i listen to the music you know when i'm baking or doing whatever i can't get crowder out of my head lately <laughs> good god almighty they play that a lot if you listen to caleb like well, i a think lot. the other night i turn caleb on at night when i get mm -hmm. ready to go to sleep just because i just love to hear the music well, it doesn't play for very long. I go to sleep. I never know when it shuts off. But the next morning, I I woke up and I was singing, good God almighty. And I was <laughs> like, you know, I do believe I remember hearing that before I went to sleep last night. So yep. that was what was in my head. Hey, there could be worse things in your head. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I love that song. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, a, the, that's the main reason. I love music so much. That's the main reason I added a Spotify playlist to our subscription box. 
we create a custom playlist every month and PJ listens to it all the time, I think, right? <laughs> you listen to music all the time, I know. Um, so we started creating this playlist because honestly, I listen to our custom playlists on Spotify while I'm working or while I'm doing stuff. You know, I'll turn on one of those playlists because it's just fun to have worship music in your ears. It's odd because there's a couple uh, Christian songs or worship songs that play at Meyer. And I don't, you know, I don't think they realize who's singing it or, you know, where that comes from, but I'm like, okay, I can handle awesome. Lauren Daigle. <laughs> yeah. They play you say at Meyer, mm -hmm. which I know can probably be interpreted as like a romantic song. A lot of her whatever, songs but... can. Yeah it, yeah. it can go either way, but yeah, I know it is one way. And so that's, you know, maybe right. it's my worship on. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it's pretty cool. I get to hear it every day over and over <laughs> well it plays maybe a couple times in yeah. my eight hours so. okay. all right the top of 159 she says when i started serving in the area that utilized my skill set however it unlocked a new level of joy in me so she was serving filling gaps doing things you know doing whatever was needed at church but when she started serving somewhere that really you know lit her heart on fire it made a huge difference and now that we're serving on the coffee team and doing hospitality, I am, I wholeheartedly understand what she's saying, because when you lean in to where God wants you to go and has given you the gift to do that, it's so much better. Not that I didn't like media booth. Like I, I enjoyed serving there, but this is just so much more and I can't really explain it. I mean, yeah, I just can't explain it. It just feels I feel so much more joy out of it. And I don't and, get it. <laughs> I know. It's just making coffee. Whatever. Um, but I love coffee and I love people. So here you go. Well, that's like when I, well, I mean, I started out being, working in the um, tots. Children's um, area. Children, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's, what is tots? Like two to three? Something. Sure. They're not quite potty trained yet. And walking but not body trained well it was okay you know and i enjoyed it for the most part but just my heart wasn't there and so i went in and reevaluated, and i started being a greeter well people come in the door we're the first ones they see and you know you give them a smile and you never know and that just makes their day mm -hmm. and so that's just my heart seems to be there now mm -hmm. since then i have gone back to doing children's once a month um, except this month because of somebody, um, <laughs> but you know, my heart really, it's still not there. I felt like I was being called to be there. And so I thought, well, I'll start with one day a month and maybe it'll grow. And I don't know that it's going to do that. And just at this point, I love those kids. You know, I think they're wonderful, but I just, my heart's not in it. That's why you joined coffee team. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm into a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people in our church that are into a lot of things. So, um, but I do have to say like the greeters at our church were the reason we're still at our church mm -hmm. because we had a not so great experience at a different church and they were not welcoming. They didn't even really acknowledge us when we walked in. I went to the children's area and nobody even looked up and to like help me check my son in or anything. And like just they had no interest in us whatsoever so going from that 
into this church where like everyone, it, it felt walking into that church felt like walking into a warm hug. Like it felt like home. It felt like our family. And I didn't even know these people, but they were super sweet. And it started right at the front door. They were like, hi, how are you? How can we help you? Do you need to get the kids checked in? Because the kids check-in desk is right here. Like they guided us through the whole thing. Someone walked us to our class, showed us who the teacher was, introduced us, said, this is their classroom. This is what, you know, they just, every step of the way, there was someone guiding us along to help us. And that's literally the reason why we're still there. Because that has grown now into personal relationships and you know, just has built into so much more. Like now my husband and I are leaders at the church and it's, it's just crazy because I mean, we could have been serving at that other church too, but they didn't welcome us and they didn't seem to want us there. So, and they had no protocols for security for the kids where our church does, you know, they, they make sure that you have a tag and the child has a tag and they have to match Mm -hmm. that tag to the child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, and they accepted me to be a greeter. <laughs> yep, Nella's a greeter now, too. Yeah. I love it. She will be when she comes back in December. We're taking her back to Virginia in on Friday. So. I'll see you guys. Thursday, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she'll still so. be in book club. Yeah, she'll still be in book club. She just won't be in her house anymore. She'll be in her son's house, other son. Okay. On 161... Um, so she makes a joy list. She on 159 at the bottom, she says, celebrate, make a joy list. So just think of things in your life that bring you joy. And then she lists some of her things. So the first one on 161 is his presence. At the bottom of that paragraph, she says, it's the moment when you realize you can let out a deep sigh because God is there and everything is going to be okay. No matter what happens, everything will be okay. Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's what God says to us. And she even um, says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So when the Bible repeats something over and over, I feel like it's pretty important. So he's going to say it multiple times in completely different sections of the Bible. It's true. He's going to be there with you. You're never going to be alone. So I can't say it any better than the Bible did. So moving on. On 163, she talks about nature being one of her things that brings her joy. And I love going to the beach because I just love to hear the waves crash. I like to sit on the beach first thing in the morning, especially before anybody else gets there. I just want to go down there and we don't get to the beach very often, but when I do, I love to just go down and just listen to the waves crash before there's a bunch of people walking around. It's very soothing. Um, I feel like I can talk to God that way, just listening to that. And I was thinking about it. I need to get some kind of sound machine that has waves crashing <laughs> so I can fall asleep to that because that'd be really soothing. And then music, which we've already talked about. I love, love, love worshiping. So right up my alley as well. So those are a couple of things on my list. Do you guys want to share anything on your list that brings you joy? Music. I mean, all the things on her list really bring me joy too. Like quality time with my family, brothers and sisters in Christ, all of you guys getting to share 
every Tuesday night with you guys and his word, obviously. So yeah, everything on her list is on my list, I guess. <laughs> All right, on 165, as we wrap up here, 164, my bad, 164. <laughs> like, 165, really? <laughs> In the middle of the first paragraph, she says, when we don't have to fight hard for something, it can easily get pushed <laughs> aside or covered. And I love this because it's true. Like when something becomes routine, it's easy to lose excitement for it. And she references doing dishes, but she says, you know, she listens to worship music while she does dishes. And I like to do, I like to listen to worship music while I'm baking or when I'm working because it definitely lifts my mood. And actually just today, actually, I was listening to a song and I just started raising my hands, like closing my eyes and just, you know, stopped whatever I was doing and just started worshiping because it just, it felt I, so good. I clean house better when I listen to worship music. Yeah, I, I heard sing. you jamming down here the other day. Uh -huh. <laughs> I could hear her music upstairs, like word for word. Well, she had it. Going. I had it turned up because something came on. Probably good God Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> I have one like that. Yeah, just listen yeah. to Kayla for like two minutes, and you'll probably hear this one. Yep, they play it a lot. Yeah, so. I, I turned it up. <laughs> All right, so fires i think it is but james saints here i still need to look that up i hear that all the time mm -hmm. it's awesome all right so to wrap up this book i'm just going to read the last little paragraph here she says ladies today is the day the lord has made embrace the joy he longs to give you let it overflow your cup and share it with everyone we can change the world when we are filled with joy let his truths transform you and give you peace and contentment and may you have a joy-filled soul I hope you guys have enjoyed this book. It's been so good. I love Janine. She's a really good writer. I like this book. So hopefully she mm. writes any more books. I think she's got, she may be working on a devotional, I believe she told me. Um, and then maybe another book. After that. So, um, this is the second time I read it, but I didn't, I haven't read the end of it either time. Because I still didn't make it to the end today. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish that. Get that book. That's what I'm talking about for June. Did you guys all get your boxes? Mm -hmm. PJ. Yep, got my box. Cool. Got my box. So, our yeah, June book. I'll go ahead and show everybody you guys yeah. saw it, but I'm going to post it this week in, in the group too. I just want to make sure some people got their, everyone, most everyone got their boxes. So, if you didn't get your box yet and you're watching this video, turn away unless you want to see it. This is Alter Ego by Craig, I'm gonna mess up his name, Rochelle, I wanna say. Um, he is a pastor at, founding and senior pastor at Life Church, an innovative and pace setting church meeting in multiple locations around the United States and globally online. Life.Church, um, that comes up on my Facebook all the time. Really? There yeah. you go. Now you're gonna read his book. Now I know why. But this is really, really good. Alter Ego, becoming who God says you are which is our mission statement is to help you become who God wants you to be. So I think this is right in line, but we're going to talk about, you know, how God sees you, not how we see ourselves, because I know I can be very negative of myself. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. So I'm really excited to read this with you guys in June. So we'll do chapters one through four, the first week of June, we'll discuss chapters one through four in book club because it's so nice no sorry one through three sorry one through three chapters one through three there's 12 chapters which i really really love when they do 12 chapters because it's three chapters a week but anyway that's going to be june 1st 
is going to be our first discussion of this book. Um, and don't forget that we have next week off from being live, but I'm still going to post a video in book club. I am still going to post a podcast episode. It's a bonus episode of me having a conversation with somebody really fun that loves to talk about joy. Um, so I think you guys are going to love it. But I think you guys will love it. I really hope so. And I look forward to hearing your comments about that conversation. So I hope you enjoy that. So let's get to our prayer request. Do you guys have anything tonight? Again, I'm again. Yeah. Yep. Oh. I do. Okay, go ahead. I have, a, I have an unspoken prayer. And then I found out tonight that Aunt Marilyn's grandson just found out he's got type 1 diabetes. Oh, wow. What's his name? Logan. How old is he? Uh, 18 or 19. Okay. okay. Um, I have a couple. We have a, a family at our church. Um, John is a farmer and he got ran over by a bush hog this weekend. So he's um, having multiple surgeries tomorrow. So if you guys could please lift him up in prayer. Um, his his wife and his kids found him and so we're just praying over the kids that they will not remember that traumatic experience because one of our our pastors at our church found her dad in a traumatic event and has never left her and she's been kind of traumatized by it so she was asking us to pray for the kids since they found him um so if you guys could please pray for them and tracy is his wife if you can pray for peace for her um i've sat in the hospital waiting for my husband to get out of surgery before so I, I know that she's she needs the peace and the calm she's got a lot going on right now so i know she's exhausted you can pray for them and then um most of us not mom i'm sorry um we are traveling this weekend we are leaving thursday night to go to virginia because my stepdaughter is graduating from high school also how do i have a stepdaughter old enough to graduate high school <laughs> but Anyway, we're really excited to go see them. We're staying um, with my brother-in-law, which is exciting. So pray for us for safe traveling mercies and to have a good time over the weekend. Um, and then you mentioned Dan at work. Was there anything specific or? Nothing specific. He's still just dealing with um, a lot of anxiety and depression <gasps> and that kind of stuff. So, and I have an unspoken too. I have another prayer request. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this little boy, his name's Scotty. He was hit by a car and he passed away the other day. So could, we need to pray for his family. Okay. I guess I do have two. One is uh, Thursday, I go see another eye specialist. So that's how the answers. Yeah. And then. Um, my uncle Sam passed away this week. Mm. You said your uncle Sam passed away. Uh -huh. This is part of my family I've never gotten to meet. Okay. All right. Anything else? All right. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this group. Thank you for allowing us to come together and just worship you and fellowship with each other so that we can 
come together and become who you want us to be, God. Help us to be kind and have gratitude for us, Lord. Just help us to have joy-filled souls. God, we thank you for this book, and we thank you for Janine for writing it, God. We've um, really enjoyed reading her book, and I'm just so thankful that you encouraged her to write it and that she she was obedient to your call, God. Help us to be also obedient to your call and understand that there's so many blessings um, when we're obedient to you. Lord, we pray for John and Tracy as John goes through multiple surgeries tomorrow. Lord, just please heal his leg and his, his whole body. Lord, just help him to not be in pain. Help Tracy to have peace through this whole situation and help the kids as well. Just settle their minds and help them, help them not to remember what they saw. Um, just help them to, you know, be positive and peaceful through this whole situation. Lord, I pray for Dan as he's going through anxiety and depression. Just help him to fight that off and continue to hopefully look toward you. God, we just pray for the unspoken requests. Lord, you know what's on everyone's heart and you know what they, they need from you, God. I just pray that you will help to calm their minds and help them to feel better as well. Lord, please help Logan as he was just diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Lord, we pray that uh, he can learn to manage his disease. God, and we also ask that you just heal his body, help him to not have to fight this disease. Lord, we pray for Scotty's family as he passed away this week, and we just pray peace over them. Help them to feel you in this time of hurt and need, God. We pray that PJ gets answers from her eye specialist this week. We pray that you can heal her eye and that it's something that can be taken care of easily, Lord. Please help uh, PJ's family as well as they go through the loss of their uncle, of her uncle. God, I just thank you for your power and your might. God, we know that you can give us peace in hard situations. Lord, I want to pray for us traveling this weekend as well. Please help us to get there safely and to have a great time and just to celebrate Sydney and be able to have peaceful interactions with everyone there. Lord, I just thank you so much again for this group of women. I pray that we can be there to lift each other up and to support each other throughout the week. Lord, thank you so much for your mercy and your grace. And we love you, God. It's all in your name. I pray. Amen. Thank you guys. We will not see you next week, but I will talk to you in book club. So have a good night. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of BCS podcast. We hope you found what you needed in this week's episode and that it blessed you. If you would like to chat more, please join our Facebook group, Book Club Sisterhood. And if you would like to subscribe to our box, go to bookclubsisterhood.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Have a great week, sisters.